welcome to the new episode of the Graveyard Smash. I'm Dan Dwyer, Professor I- Werewolf. I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and we have two special guests tonight. Uh, Monica, can you introduce yourself? I said your name. <laughs> Go ahead and say it again. My name is Monica. <laughs> See, I said that so you wouldn't say your name was Cassie. <laughs> that was a good call. That was a good call to make it. And, and Katie, would you say your name? Katie. Okay, I was trying to make it less awkward because the introductions tend to be very awkward on the I'm, show. Well, we got, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm Dan. Elise, like, I'm Elise. Then we go to the person we nod, and the person's like, oh, uh. I have to prompt them um, to introduce themselves. I'm Monica. I'm a friend of Dan and Elise. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy talking. Friends are so, strong words. Uh, we're doing uh, the Devil's Rejects this week. So if you've not seen the movie, we will be giving away the ending and shit. So, like, get on that, dude. Get on that. Happy on plot. So. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you really don't Spoiler want this one spoiled alert. for you. I don't know. Twists. All the <laughs> Twists. <laughs> twists. Heavy twists. Yeah, so, um, movie This begins. is a 2005 Rob Zombie film, The Devil's yes. Rejects. The only Rob Zombie film I think I like. Only one I like. I like House of a Thousand Corpses. I'll go ahead and say it. I like it. It's, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. It's stupid. It's a bad movie. And I like it. Chris Hardwick's in it. Yeah. 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 He's built a nerd empire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just launched from House of a Thousand Corpses. Right. Yeah. That's where you got to start. Yeah. That was when he was still like an alcoholic. No, he got to start like in Single. That was his big break. Well, no. <gasps> Single. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's- We're going to narrow these guys down using package warts. But value, date style, and underwear. Right. And then I was like, oh, there's that guy that was on Singled Out like 10 years ago. Jenny McCarthy's boobs overshadowed him for me. I was like, oh, <laughs> that guy plus Jenny McCarthy with her big mouth and her big tits. Well, it does it for you every time, Monica. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's very like, distracting for her. I think we could just it's say like a, like a hypnotism. <laughs> but with boobs. Like a snake with like an oboe. She just, stands, like, she just stands in front of you and like slowly shakes her boobs. And makes like obnoxious And you start jokes, making like chicken. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, movie begins and just, let's just get it out of the way. Soundtrack in this movie is awesome. It's a great soundtrack. I feel like the real horror of this movie is Southern Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, like, what's good about the, the soundtrack, it, it is, like, kind of 70s, like, Southern Rock, but what's cool about it, it, it's not like, if you were making a compilation, you'd make a different one. Yeah. Pretty much. The only thing that would probably make it on there is, like, um... A fucking Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. But it's very yeah, it was well used. Right, but everything else, it's like it's just (laughs) like uh, you know, it's like hey, this this is a good, it's a good mixtape. Yeah, I really like, I like the cheeriness of most of the songs. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, which was a good contrast. Nice contrast. Yes, I agree. So the movie begins with a really tall dude, tiny from the first film. Mm -hmm. He's dragging a naked dead chick through the woods. Tiny, aka like Leatherface, essentially. Let's go ahead. Well, (laughs) like it is. He's. He's, he doesn't have a chainsaw. I like to call him Turbo Freddy. Mm. My head, he's got a he's got a um, Freddy Krueger sort of feel. Like he seems to there's a burn victim baldness situation, but then he's like, right. he has giganticism as well. He also <laughs> reminded me of a joke. Um, now in cartoons, remember like cavemen would bonk women over the head and they drag them by their hair. <laughs> yes. Well, you know why they drag them by their hair? Why? If you drag them by their feet, they fill up with dirt. And yeah, oh, I was I oh. was watching and thinking about the leaves. Yeah, there's a big. <laughs> She's naked. There's and also like a weird blood a, a blood Y happening. Yes. 
that I could not take my eyes yeah. away from despite those turgid nipples. <laughs> turgid. How did you how did you describe those nipples, Katie? Oh, I'm pretty sure I said uh, it looks like rigor mortis set into those nipples on me. <laughs> and they were very It's a firm. real cold shooting day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that uh, they even uh just to illustrate the point, did a shot of the vagina coming at the at the camera <laughs> and a pile of leaves was <laughs> just like Oh, yeah. I wonder if that actress was like, I need to make a waxing appointment. And she like probably timed it out because she knew this was going to be like <laughs> That's the thing is, that featured. was a pretty bald muff. And this is set bald. in the 70s. Yeah. Maybe they shaved her. There were a few bald muffs. But you know what, though? Like, I, I appreciate that. It's like like when people point out like, hey, this movie that takes place in the Civil War, all these people have their teeth. It's like, good. Yeah, they <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. Like, <laughs> good point, Dan. Yeah, no one wants to see I, a bunch of, like, I, fucking Game hair Game of Thrones, pies. a lot of people talk about Game of Thrones, people are hairless, and I'm like, yeah, well, thank right, you. they have good teeth. You like, yeah, I, that's fine with me. It's historical see, like, enough. Yeah. They're dragons. Just, I'd like yeah. to not see too much pubic hair. Exactly. exactly. Maybe it got burned off. It could have been. So, Maybe. so. How you cooked your food was with fire. We don't know what he did to her before the scene started. Moving right yeah. along. So, <laughs> he's, so he's dragging, he's the, he's dragging this chick to the woods. Maybe. And he, he's part of a family of, like, you know, psycho murderers from the first film, if you've seen House of a Thousand Corpses. If not, it doesn't really matter. You don't need to. You, you, <laughs> you don't you, need you to. Be, like, Turns out you're caught up pretty quickly in the... Yeah, like, they're a bunch they of psychos. kill people. <laughs> right. They're pretty mercilessly, like, pretty, like... And uh, the cops raid the place. They put on, like, body armor. Yeah. Like, like uh, really cool, like, welded, like, armor. It looks really dope. Yeah, I actually did write that down as my... Wardrobe category here. Yeah, we'll get into that segment. Don't, 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 yeah. don't, 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 yeah. don't want to step on the Excuse me. I didn't want to bring it up too soon, but I want to say mm. somebody drew a Punisher face on their mask. Yeah, it was like I a Punisher was, face. It, it drew me out of the time period again <laughs> after already the bald muff did. And then I was like, oh, so I guess they read Marvel. And then I was like, oh, maybe they watch Netflix. And the whole thing just... They didn't have Netflix in 2005. Well, you had to, like, get DVDs in the mail back then. Yeah. You're like, I want to watch Godfather in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, again, like, this me. is like a murder family. I feel like they could have just gotten non-obnoxious body armor. They Dude, could no. 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 no, no, no. I agree. Button-up cowboy Wait, shirt. You wanted to be they like, wanted it to look like a robot costume. If you wanted to be, like, like, a boring movie, then yes. Then that would be the way to do it. No, yeah. I, I think it was the right call for this movie. Sure. But it didn't make sense. So the cops come in. Also noted, uh, one of the cops in the gas mask not credited Kane Hodd, the guy who plays Jason in the majority of the Friday the 13th. Oh, cool. Yeah, the really biggest fuck dude who looks like Mm, Jason. I mean, this movie is a love letter to horror movies, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, it opens with pictures of, like, crime scene photos of dead bodies and stuff. Like, like, directly from, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, of the photos, though, my favorite was there's a hanging dead girl with, you know, her boobs out, and they drew, like, a pentagram on her chest. I thought, my note about that was, this movie is smart. (laughs) (laughs) It is, though. We'll get into more of that later. And also, It knows what it is. It's dumb and it's smart. It's self-aware. It's very, (laughs) yeah. Right, but it's also, like, what I wrote here, too, like, what's interesting about the family, and we'll get into it a lot more later, I think, but, like, because um, it's more examples because I was thinking about it like it reminded me just watching it immediately it's like 
they're very likable people who are completely amoral. And I think I figured some of it out. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I wrote about this too, yeah. Right, like, they're like bad people. Yeah, like, well, that's actually the whole thing. So horror is predicated on you identifying with the victim. Right. right? Like, that's they the don't, horror. They don't the let you do that in this movie. Is that you identify with the victim and you're like, oh my god, someone's like chasing me usually or whatever. Right. In this movie, you kind of identify with the bad guys, right. which is where it becomes fun. Right, well, yeah. it's kind of, that's kind of, I think, what's better, like, we'll get into it more later, but yeah. like, with um, this movie versus like House of a Thousand Corpses, like in House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie correctly figures he's like, okay, people are going to want to know more about this like murder family, than right. which is like, always what I took away from actually Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, let's get into what happened with this family because like you kind of get it hinted at, but your perspective is with sure right, and well, the, and of course this is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre well, homage, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah, like the whole and thing. With, and with all like slasher movies, like. Like with like especially the Jason movies, like you're rooting for Jason to kill all those right. kids, mm-hmm. and like so like the first movie, it's like but you're still kind of, deeply in the perspective of the kids. You're in the perspective yeah. of the kids, but you're rooting for the murder. It's right. weird, and and this movie like brings that I guess front and center. This, this movie we'll the, get into like yeah. later on, but like it, it's like it kind of flips it on its head even because like the good guys aren't good people; they're actually worse than worse than people. the bad guys. Yeah, right. right. Or at least more. Well, ambiguous. It's a different kind of. Yeah. They yeah. think they're good. The bad I, guys don't have any such like delusions. Yeah. I think that, that's, that's the a big huge distinction. Yeah. And uh so the the cops are in the house, Mama Firefly, she's like the matriarch of this like murder family. She runs back because one of her kids gets killed. Mm-hmm. And uh she uh goes uh, to who was lying with a, a dead body, right? That was No, that was Otis. Oh, it was Otis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a, a corpse. Yes. Ot- they were Otis was yeah, in their bed. So Otis was I don't, st- I don't really know who. Stunned awake. Truth be told. <laughs> next to a graying corpse. <laughs> yeah, so and and when she she's like, No, cops, you'll never take me alive. She goes to blow her brains out. It doesn't work, but that's when it comes up like uh, the director's name. It's like directed by Rob Zombie. Yeah, and you can tell a lot, like in a movie, like by like what the director's like. This is where I by want me. my name on it. It's also we'll come up to it again at the end because I think it's pretty fitting. But like like in the Wild Bunch, like Sam Peckinpah, it's like when when the guy comes in and he's like, if they move, kill him. Yeah. It's like directed by Sam Peckinpah. Yeah, you know, it's very much the, you know setting the tone of the film. Like this is the movie I made. So yeah, then totally. Otis and Baby make their escape through their dungeon basement with oh, like I want to say also right cages. in this part and this the, I, this stood out to me they find a scrapbook yeah from Captain Spaulding right 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 at the beginning essentially the first movie is like a scrapbook in cinematic form with all the like references and little things that he put in so I thought that was really funny and I feel like people said that about it it feels like yeah, yeah the mama was probably scrapbooking all the murders and- right well and they have like what's interesting there too is they have like diagenic like it's like we're watching the TV of like the thing the mm-hmm. cop drops an F-bomb and it's not bleeped or anything it's like that's <laughs> that wouldn't happen in the but maybe down south. No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But but also, and then they go to Captain Standards Spaulding, different. and mm-hmm. he's like, you know, the patriarch of this family. And it also like usually in movies, people say they're like afraid of clowns and stuff. I think I'm like, what, were you like molested by a clown? I'm like, no. I'm like, well, you're kind of a, like, what are you, you're 35 years old. In a way, everyone. Of, but was this movie, by though, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like every time I see a There's, clown, even though I've never been molested by a clown, I do have that. <laughs> This movie does a good job of like kind of bringing up like the John Wayne Gacy imagery of like yeah no it's a really scary. I also I don't I wouldn't describe myself as a person who's afraid of clowns, but there's footage of me as a child at a um like 
there was a, a show at like day camp or something my cousins were putting on and my grandma had brought me there and this clown was approaching me with a balloon and my grandma was like insistently pulling me towards the ground. <laughs> and I was like resisting yeah. and I went limp on the ground screaming and crying as she like was dragging my that body. It was Grandma Scheller, right? It was Grandma Scheller. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, right. Grammy Brannigan would never do such a thing. <laughs> grandma Scheller was just like, grow up hair. So I think one of the best parts of a clown is the eyes. Like his eyes are so yes. protruding. I think the best part of a clown is his drama on tear <laughs> but see this was a very happy clown so yeah, yeah I, agree. I liked the dark eye makeup yes well, he's really creepy the, he's played by Sid Haig he was in the movie Coffee like most of the mm-hmm. actors we'll get into mm-hmm. more later on like a lot of these actors are like it's kind of a good bang for your buck he got a lot of like character actors who are mostly known for like genre pictures like they're good actors yeah yes and they've like a lot of people like um like uh, people who wouldn't have had starring roles before right yeah. like like yes. the sheriff like he's been in like I think like 199 movies right or something and I like immediately that. was like who like I actually I said you've probably seen him like, in a million things I was like where is he from because he's in so many things and I yeah. can't it's so many that I can't place him right no. but he's immediately evocative of like this kind of movie too it's it's that kind of thing where you start yeah. going through it like I was like where do I know from like well it could be like MacGyver or it could be like this <laughs> or you know something else a lot of stuff, honestly. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, but so we go to um, Captain Spaulding, and he's having a dream about nailing this like sort of a wet mi- dream. Yeah, milky hooker. Well, not not a great looking one though. I, think um, she's pretty I wrote this down, and I feel like this is probably the case. Eighty to ninety percent of women in this movie probably look like <laughs> Rob Zombie's mom. Yeah, I think that that's think, fair to assume I, from his wife. To the um, mama firefly, to this hooker, to the hooker that decides she's so, going to look like Princess Leia. It's a lot of grizzled blondes. Yeah, you know, it's just because Rob Zombie's mom didn't pay attention to him as a child. Or <laughs> oh, pa- paid horrible. too much attention right. to him. Oh. While his dad was, like, kind of, like, withholding. <laughs> There's probably He's a not lot Hitler, of psychology. Guys. It's not Hitler. Probably a lot zombie. of psychology. So, Rob, yeah. if you're listening, just call us and let us know what the deal is. Yeah. <laughs> and send us a picture of your Because my, my theory is your mom's a grizzled blonde. I, I, Probably I, with great guns, too. Because I will say also Sherry Moon Zombie yeah. has, like, some massive... Like, she's holding a shotgun right at the beginning, and there's some, like, yeah. really nice yeah. biceps. There's those tickle mm-hmm. bitties. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> a whale tail and some biceps. <laughs> but, but so in his dream, he's, like, he calls her a whore because he's mm-hmm. nailing a prostitute in his dream. Mm-hmm. And she Even in his dream, she is a whore. <laughs> right. It's like... She's not willingly she's a, sex she's with a, him. She's a whore, and she's, like, maybe a six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, but then you but then you see his two and, and a half, also, like, one she, and a half. Well, no, that's the thing. So she pull, okay. This is part of what like why this movie is so cool. It's like so he's like, yeah, you're a whore, and she pulls a gun on him, and she blows his brains out. Then he wakes up and he's next to this obese woman. Like, <laughs> yes, who is a and, and she's like, how it's important it? to notice that like all the women who are like good good guys in this movie, and I, I'm putting that in air quotes, good guys. Yeah, good, good, you said... All are grizzled blondes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then whenever there's, like, a woman who's gonna die or is, like, an obese, horrible, annoying slut, she's a brunette. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look at the table right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. You just uh, self-owned, Monica. (laughs) Self-owned. It's like you committed seppuku audibly on... No, I blame Rob Zombie. (laughs) So, yeah, but, but she asked him how his dream was. Bad dream? <laughs> yeah, 50-50. <laughs> like, 
great. That's the thing. Like this movie, like some people like kind of shit on it and stuff. But like the dialogue is pretty good. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very, very self aware. It's very self aware. Like I kind of compared it in that way to like um, uh, Bring It On actually. Like um, yeah. Oh yeah. Or, I think uh, it's, uh, horror like, it's very similar. That yeah. well, no, it, no. It knows that it's like a genre. Like what everyone genre needs is a in? shower in both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's face is like caked with lines of dirt. Oh my yeah. god. This whole movie it was like everyone needs to change their clothes to take a shower. So much yeah. there's like feeling uncomfortable. There's some genital crust in the inside of Ooh. all their clothes. Well, this movie smells terrible. It smells like that guy's gone. Yeah. yeah. That but guy's on, gone. On that level too, like I, my next note was that I like the seventies aesthetic because it doesn't seem too forced like it does in some I stuff. agree with that. Yeah, I totally like, it's agree a lot of that. more just like people just like smoking cigarettes and stuff. And, yeah. Like, like making and little touches like quick shots of the old television and things like that it's not like over the top decor and stuff like that also unlike House of a Thousand Corpses was like super uh, referential right and this was too they're both trying to be like B-movie or drive-in movie references I think as well as Texas Chainsaw Massacre but this one was a little bit more subtle where it was like an atmosphere right yeah yeah House of a Thousand Corpses was more like literal I think this one captured an atmosphere I think and that's true. Then we're introduced to um, a pimp and like his one dude. It's Ken Forey from Dawn of the Dead, my favorite yeah. movie of all time. Great movie. And uh, the dude from The Hills Have Eyes and like yeah. other stuff from like the eighties and like and they're having they're the Ken Forey's. And you pimp. know, like whenever you watch those movies, you're like, I just want to see a movie about these two like working in a whorehouse. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> right. it was like a little peek into this. <laughs> Sort of fanfic, like, like, sort of wish fulfillment. It's not even like I want. I don't even want to see a movie about that. I want there to be a spin-off TV series about <laughs> these <Even> guys, <laughs> where they solve crimes. Law enforcement. Right. Right. It wasn't just like a whorehouse. It was a whore town. It was like yeah. a whore. Well, it was like a whore yeah. amusement park. It was like right. a little strip of like town. Like it's like ooh. It, it looked like a fake town in a wild west, like amusement park yeah, village right. type place. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, it, like they have a whole conversation where like the one where hooker's people like, you beef "Hey, I'm gonna start dressing like Princess Leia, like to grind in the '70s." The movie takes place in 1978, yeah. and, and you know she's like, and they, "Like Ken some about robots," and the dude corrects him. He's like, "No, droids. The yeah. droids in the movie. These aren't the droids you're looking for." It's like. Again, like, we're not dealing with an idiot who wrote this movie. Right, like, right, right. I almost feel bad when I watch this movie and, and the House of a Thousand Corpses because I feel like it's so many references. They know they're references. And some of them I know I'm missing. And there's, like, this, like, yeah. sense for me of, like, okay, I know this is referencing something. But I do think, I do think that character's a Lando Calrissian Reference. I think that that's I think that's fair. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. I think, and I think that's why they put the Star Wars thing in your head and then they have one yeah. of the Bonds later. No, I don't. And oh, then yeah. You we'll, it, right? We'll, yeah, we'll definitely yeah. touch on that more yeah. later on. But that's such a weird reference yeah. for this movie. Yeah. Can I also say, like, that's a really out of, like, out of left It's so cool. It's mm-hmm. great, though. Yeah, I loved it. Um. Oh, and we all, and uh, I just don't want to, um, oh, wait, it comes later. Never mind. Right. I don't know that. that. <laughs> Some terrible muttering. So, well, <laughs> I want to talk about something, but not yet. So, after escaping this like raid on their house, um, uh, Baby and Otis they go to a hotel and like they're going to meet Captain Spaulding because they're like, hey, because he seems to be kind of out of the murder lifestyle. Well, I think he. I think he generally runs this roadside attraction. Right, yes. And then he sends people their way through his roadside attraction, which, again, if you watch the first movie. 
you'll know. Yeah. This movie kind of assumes that you know there's this clown in some remote location that's associated but with But they the also do a good people. job, like, setting it up, like, in they this do. movie. Like, yeah. I've seen the first movie one time. I've seen this movie, like, I don't know how many times. And, like, I don't remember much about the first one, except that I didn't really like it that much. And... What like they do a pretty good job, and so they they're going to this hotel, right? And there's like a, a, a family of like country singers there, they're like a folk singing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this like is a, and they escaped and found a car. Baby, um, <laughs> lay down in the street and pretend to be wounded so that a woman. I think it was a nurse, actually, Katie. Yeah, no, I think it was a no. She's a waitress. Oh, waitress. a waitress. Okay, that's same right. Outfit. I know it was a uniform. Right. Same difference, you know. Yeah. Short scarf. <laughs> Low cut, same job, right? Right. (laughs) She got out and checked on her. At which point, Otis came up and like stabbed her. But they they could have left her alive, but they didn't. They didn't. Well, they they have the choice, but they don't. Well, they said, you know, they are. I appreciated the scene because I can point to it and tell people like this is why when I see someone in the road, I just drive right over them. <laughs> you have to assume it's a ruse. I don't even have Every time. Yeah. No. Right. You, ne- you never know who's going to come help them and tag time you and knock you so out. Exactly. At the hotel, there's this like country band or whatever and the roadie is Brian Posehn from like Mr. Show and stuff. Yes. Comedian. He's got a cheap trick shirt on. I want you to want me. Yeah. yeah. Grinding it in the 70s. Yeah, and babies like to the to the, the the matriarch of that or the patriarch of that family. Yeah, and I want to say she approached making cat sounds. Monday, why didn't somebody warn me? Yes, yeah. she did. Which uh, is a weird thing that <laughs> women do. But I did one time see an old grizzled blonde stripper in a strip club, not just on the street. Like I was in a strip club. <laughs> well, okay, you guys. could be in Vegas. <laughs> I was in in the suburbs of Chicago. Even worse. And more where you would find the kind of women in this this movie, though. And she was... It was late at night, and she was older, and she was crawling around making cat sounds, and then she did, like, a tripod, and she, like, split her legs, and some bros put, like, a tent dollar on her crotch, and she queefed it into the air. (laughs) And that's a real horror I saw. Did you say she had cat-like reflexes? In, I mean, in her vagina. She asked me if I want to see more stripper magic. So I'm just going to put it out there, but hashtag life goals. Yeah. <laughs> Proving so, that you can keep going very late. I can't in your do life. a tripod, but like. Everyone can do a tripod. I, I don't think I can. I think you could. Right, be, right now. <laughs> just focus on the queefing and let the tripod work. happen. Let that follow. <laughs> Little pussy part for those of you who aren't that oh. legal. Everybody knows what queef is now. I hope what so. What is this, the 1970s? Come on. Dude, yeah. Dude, I know about hashtags you don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hashtag queefing. <laughs> so, baby's like, so she's, hey. She's meowing She, she kind of seduces him. It, it, he it keeps works. having her to, like, having her repeat the dirty things she's saying to him. I'm like, listen so to this surprised. fucking simpleton. Okay. No, 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 no. no, no because no. he doesn't hear it often at all. Yeah, exactly. yeah no, that's what it is. Like, his he's plan. Like, I like, love this. He, he's like, his plan <laughs> is to, like, have a short <laughs> conversation with her. And then say, oh, hey, I gotta take a dump. And then crank one off in the, sh- like, the bathroom. He was talking about getting a room with her. Right. After he was like... Well, once when he, she made it very clear. Once she clear. made it very clear he could score. He, he just said, he's like, wow, this is like a fun thing. I'm gonna pound off about this later. Right. And then then it was like... No, he was like, my wife's in my room, but we'll yes, have to get a different yes, room. Yes, because well, at that point she's like, let's go to your but room. But there was hesitation. 
And so she wasn't cool with that hesitation, and so she took it. She she took it right. Yeah, but like before that, he was just like, oh, oh, oh! I've never heard a girl talk like that. <laughs> say before. that again. Yeah, you can say that. My point again. is, I don't feel that sorry for this guy. No, no, no you're not that's, supposed. Yeah. That's that's yeah. part of the whole right. thing with the movie. But it's, it's not overt. Like, I mean, okay, they make you kind of like. I don't really feel sorry for this guy, but it's not like, oh, what a piece of shit. Can't wait to see him get his, no, you no, know? No, the, they the walk that line. Walks that well, line. Right, because it's, it's... With both sides. Honestly, yeah. I would say both sides. Like, nobody's... You, you You're not exactly rooting for the, no, good, the bad guys weird, either. It's yeah. kind of a weird purgatory of a movie. Yeah. Where it well, falls I think that's why like, some people really don't like this movie. Yeah. It's like... Because it, it's like... You can't take you sides. No, oh, yeah. you can't. Right. There's no winning side. There's like, no everyone's like, horrible. Everyone smells like vagina. They, they take okay. them. Like, yeah, they bad, yeah. dirty vagina. <laughs> so like, baby uses this as like a uh, like a excuse to like crash their room, and it's like she comes in, Otis comes in, and then immediately they start big. Tri- like bickering about some dude's country jacket on TV. It's like a seventies looking yeah. like, rhinestone yes. jacket. They're like, look at that jacket. He's just like, it's like I don't want to get a jacket. Like, and I will say, time out. Rob Zombie has like a problem where he needs to take these clips of things he thinks are funny, and it's like this is like really limited in this movie, like to this one scene where everyone pays attention to it, and then he doesn't do it the rest of the mm-hmm. movie really. But House uh, of a Thousand Corpses was like riddled. Yeah, with these right. But, so, but like with this movie, I think they work. I think it works in this right. movie. Right, because yeah, like, also, it's very like music also video. like right before this, and like mostly, this, like like, this, like um, I'm like a just a few years older than you guys, but like there's a whole scene where like they're watching TV, like, like the news, and they're talking like the, about yeah. the Blue Oyster called album, Agents of Fortune, and uh, you know, it, like that was a whole th- like the, the satanic panic went on from most. It was more of an '80s thing, it was more yeah, 80s, 90s, yeah. But it, but it but went it on in the '90s. This- it started in the seventies, though. But like, I remember it's like, like when I was like a camp counselor when I was like fourteen. They're like, "Here's what to look for if like someone could be." Oh my god! And it's like, dude, they don't like now. It's like, it, like it's so was, like, laughable now. Yeah, but at the time, it's like, wow, yeah, better keep an eye out for safety. It was bad. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but in middle school, uh, my stepsisters were very goth. <laughs> yes, I remember. I recall. I was like goth light. You know, I had like an onk necklace and I wore a lot of black. But like, but, but like, people would who, ask me in in middle school in the '90s about if like you know I remember this one girl along with her name, but <laughs> I know it. After the show, Monica confided the girl's name was Heather Clancy. I repeat, Heather Clancy. She came up to me and she was like in Spanish class, and she was like, you know, if I didn't know better. I would think that your family was like satanic. And what does that even mean? Like, weird well, threat to it's it. It's because you guys bought stock in Jinko pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should have. Well, we get some kickbacks. Well, like when, like the the guy who gave me the talk on like satanic cults, like and like to watch out. He was a cop too. Like it wasn't like it was a serious thing. There was a book in the library where I worked, and it was like a like it was like a hardcover book, and it said like what to look for, like Satanism. Colon, mm-hmm. what to look for? It was like a but a enough nice about thing. the blue oyster cult. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, point is, it was a real concern. So yeah, um, Captain Spawn is trying to meet up with his two kids. He runs out of gas, and so he goes and it costs. Peter's and when he leaves, his girlfriend is like, "Where are you going? Where are we going?" And he says, "You ain't going nowhere, bitch." Yes. Well, because it's clear she's fat, and, <laughs> and nobody's ever going to fake love her again. Yeah, I no. To leave mm-hmm. behind, also in the course of them holding this. Uh, folk country band hostage 
Baby does sing a very racist song. Oh, yeah. Yes. I have that right in the next. I have, like, yeah, this yeah. is, like, marked. Okay, as long as we're going, yeah, I want to well, make sure we'll we don't Because before that, yeah, Kevin Spalding, he accosts PJ Souls. PJ dude. Souls from, with her, uh, with a kid, yeah. Ooh, yeah, from oh, Halloween right. Oh, right. and uh, Rock and Roll High School. Rock, 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 rock and Roll High School. Yeah. Uh, best rock and roll movie and Carrie. ever made. Yeah, and Carrie. She's yeah. in Carrie. Yeah, mm. two two giant horror movies from this time period exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. right. Because like Carrie's like seventy seven, seventy eight or so. Yeah. And both of them are around that time, yeah. late seventies. And uh, yeah, and so Kevin Spalding he runs out of gas, so he takes their car and he punches her. He gets in the car and the kid, he's like to the kid, he's like, "Don't you like clowns?" Yeah. <laughs> like it's like. No, well, like, no, 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 not, not anymore. But, no, my favorite part, because I, I marked it down. Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we fucking funny? <laughs> yeah. Aren't we fucking funny? He also says he needs the car as part of official clown business. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's part of like the, the comedy of this movie. It, it's part of what keeps this movie from being like some sort of torture fest. Or yeah, it, yeah. It's like. I don't think it cuts against the horror of the movie, which I think works on its own, too. Agreed. But I think it works against it being just, like, a really dour, Yeah, I mean, that's why yeah. Roger Ebert gave it a good review. That's why and we saw the movie, yeah. because I didn't like House of the and Corpses. You didn't either. Like, yeah. I, I think you saw it, and, like, and then I saw the reviews, and I'm like, like, I was coming back in the time when I was in college, I was like, hey... Roger Ebert gave this movie like three, three and a half stars. Yeah. Like, we should go see this. Yeah. Like with a critic like that, it's like, well, if a well-respected critic doesn't like a movie, that's doesn't the thing, mean like, it's bad. But if no, he likes it. But if you like something like this, after it, it's a sequel to a movie like House of a Thousand Corpses. Which he it, hated, too. Well, yeah. Everyone hated until it became a cult classic, I right. think. I no, mean. But I, I still don't really like it. But, I don't rely on like. um Reviews on horror movies as a no. general rule. So when it, they're pretty favorable, um, or at least fans of the genre will no, like this. I think you guys already did this movie, but I have to say the best horror movie review of all time was right after Lord of the Rings was like winning Oscars when Peter Jackson said that Cabin Fever is the yes. movie we need yeah. more of, and everyone was just like, "All right," like not yeah. not <laughs> even knowing like the history because Peter Jackson didn't really. Like, if you were into horror, you knew who Peter Jackson was, but mm-hmm. everyone else didn't. And then he was getting, like, crazy accolades for Lord of the Rings. A little different. Yeah. And yeah. Cabin Fever was, like, oh, it was great. So, yeah, you can't rely on, like, word of mouth or critics. Right, right or, but... You know, but you can say, like, <laughs> Ebert's not going to give a good review to a movie like this unless there's something exceptional. Right. Yeah. And it's also, like, um... And that's it's also it's it's like sad too because like Roger was one of the few like film critics who I felt like I knew personally. Mm. I and, yeah yeah well we can get sidetracked on a whole thing about yeah, Roger right, Ebert, yeah. but yeah. Hold yeah. On, <laughs> on that note, back yeah. in the hotel room, baby's doing the Chinese Japanese where you make your eyes go up and then down, uh-huh. and she's saying dirty knees, then look at these, and she's and her boobies, her yeah. boobies, well, and then her ass later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Zombie. He is really into his wife's ass. He makes well, that very well known. I have a lot to say about that, but I'm going to save it for the segments. Yeah. But I will say, <laughs> it's clear that she has an ass that is worth putting in some very low-slung jeans. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then there's like... Um, like the, in Rob the, Zombie's opinion. So the matriarch <laughs> of the, the, the country family, like Otis starts, he makes her like take her clothes off, and like, starts kissing him and stuff. Yeah. 
He's like, don't, don't fucking fake it. If you're faking them, I'll fucking kill you. It's like, and what's interesting about this scene is it doesn't feel as gross as in a lot of movies. I know. Part of they they cut they cut away in time too. But it's also it's not like um, you can tell the director isn't playing this scene for sexual thrills. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big part of it. So she strips her kind of flawed too, and like the way they meet their ultimate fate and stuff. Like you know, she tries to attack baby and she dies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, like a little ahead, like. You don't feel the same way you do when it's just like a woman being like tortured in a movie. I agree right. with that. And they don't ever make anybody. Honestly, this movie's almost weird for how exploitative and gratuitous it is. It doesn't really feel in misogynist. That it never goes to that place for yeah. me. I, yeah. right. I mean, there's no, tons I agree with that. of tits. Yeah. There's tons of just gratuitous. There's a lot. There's a lot of whatever. like. We get a shot of a vagina getting filled with leaves from the beginning. Like that's like the first. <laughs> that's like one of the first things we see but in this never, movie. It, it's always gross. It's never like a sexy like ooh like maybe so I got a half chub on this. So never. he he strips her down to her like really clinical looking white underpants. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, if this is me in this scene, and she's an older lady, but she, but she you you good. immediately notice you're like, wow, she looks great though. Wait, right. Right. Here's also, but not thing. in a shitty way. And I'm like, wow, that old yeah. lady looks um, great. But here's also the thing, too. Like, this movie came out in 2005. I saw it in the, we saw it in the opening weekend. Yeah. You know, I was uh, five years younger. No, it's... Wow, no. That's 11 years ago. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, she's like kind of old, but now I'm more like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 11 years old. Yeah, he's endorsing that older gal. A lot of men just keep thinking 18 all the way until they're like Oh, 70. I still find 18-year-olds very attractive. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you know, no, I mean, as a joke, guys. <laughs> what were you going to say, Katie? No, her body is definitely way better looking than her face. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Not in a misogynistic <laughs> way, though. All right. So she's in, she's in some white underpants that... If I was in her Panties. position, mm-hmm. underpants I'd would say. be Those full, full of poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> full of poop. <laughs> so Otis takes the two guys. This one dude is like kind of a hippie looking. Like he looks like he's in the Allman Brothers. Yes, which, which makes reference to the soundtrack. Like, yeah, which and makes he takes sense the, in this uh, movie. The I love his wig. Yeah. Love it. And they take the overall older, look. Yeah, they take the older dude who's claimed to famous shaking hands with Johnny Cash once, which. Yeah, I've never did that. So yeah, like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, he takes them to go dig up some guns, and oh, like Otis's this whole thing where he's like, oh, "I think my gun sells to your wife's pussy stink on it." Yeah, because he and molested we, her. Like right. we kind of skipped over this. Like she had her white underpants on, and Otis yeah, molested and the shit out of put her. His, he kind of put the gun he put in his her gun like booby, and then he and put then in her, her vagina underpants. area. Then, yeah, he didn't put. It's not like a Texas Chainsaw remake, like full gun in the vagina yeah. situation. <laughs> right. It's like more of like a, a on the surface situation. Mm-hmm. So you have to make her scream though. It didn't. Yeah. Really, it, not in a way a gun can't. I as think he did it. I think he did it tenderly. <laughs> or almost Sensually, like, little, like, almost a very different. Yeah, grazing. You know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, very gently. Yeah. So he could have been. He could have been worse. Yeah. Given yeah. everything that's already happened, what we know about this movie could have been well, worse. And he says he hopes the pussy sting doesn't rust the barrel. Oh, so after yeah, that, and after that scene, after that happened, I remember like um, when we saw this at the show, I ran out to hit the bathroom. Like, right after that scene was over, it seemed like a, you know, like a lull in the action. So I was like, okay, I'll run for the bathroom now. And on my way back in, I saw a guy with his girlfriend who were getting their money back. <laughs> she was furious. 
And he was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> a quick digression real quick, and I don't think we'll ever do this movie, but um, House of the Dead, my, when my friend Lauren Zajac saw it, they told her when she bought her to, she's like, you know, all sales are final. <laughs> she saw an opening weekend. <laughs> that movie's a real shit show. But, um, yeah, so the two the two dudes, they attack uh, Otis. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they... Which, honestly, good call on their part. Oh, yeah. It, it was the thing to try and do. It was the thing it, to do at that moment. It's mm-hmm. part of what makes the, the victims more sympathetic, but it, it's also what kind of, on a certain For level... For me, it was the only time the victims were sympathetic in this movie. Yeah, but it, it's also, like... I mean, like, you didn't feel bad for that waitress at all? Like... No. Stuff? No, for me, she... she Like... She quick. was too quick for yeah. me to identify with her, so it was... And, it, and you, you... Well, she was trying with, to help that woman, but... But we knew, like, I knew as yeah. the audience that she right. was not... Like, I knew what was going to happen, so I didn't feel... I didn't have time to identify with her. This was the only time where it's like, okay, there's a hostage situation... They kind of drew it out. They have the they show the, the yeah I, the film like the the comment on that video and whatever. And you're kind of identifying with like okay, he fucked up thinking that baby was hot. She has good teeth and she's blonde. But other than that, you know. And then but then it all turns on him and he gets the second chance. But they fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I, I think it's also though a thing where like if the victim fights back. It seems more as like a meeting of equals than just like some sort of like you know the the generic phrase torture porn. Like it, it's like even well, if yeah. even if it's like it's bad, these people don't deserve to die for any reason. But like you know, it doesn't have that same level of feeling of like when they. It's just a movie where they torture someone to death, and it's like yeah, you fight back and you lose. You know, at least you fight back. But it's also like kind of puts it a bit more even footing than. And they made it a close fight. I will say also there's a lot... Like, in this kind of movie, you would not necessarily expect... Like, they get the gun yeah. away from him, from Otis. Yeah. And it seems like maybe the victims are going to win, but then Otis overpowers them and shoots yeah. the guy in the neck and, you know, yeah. and he slowly tortures them. And then he says, I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Yeah. He fucking murders him. Yeah, and then and it, it reminds you again, like, oh yeah, right. I'm not rooting for anyone in this movie. Yeah, right. And it's kind of like a readjustment, like, oh right, no one's gonna live. It's so, bad. So we get back to the hotel room where Baby is making the two female friends. She makes one slap the other in the face. Kind of a slumber, in a slumber party vibe. Yeah, it was totally like kind of a public service of sorts. I feel yeah. you know, like you go around to hotel rooms and make women slap each other. Like in a face. bachelorette party game. Like a little like girls <laughs> slap your friend in the face as hard as you can. <laughs> For my amusement. Guys. Into it. All right. Well, sorry about that technical difficulty, guys. We're all good. All right, yeah. So, well, yeah, while we were gone, we, uh, Katie, Monica, and I were all discussing uh, ways we could get women to slap each other in the face <laughs> for our amusement. But even right before Turns that, out there, a there, knife and a gun help. Yeah. There's that little scene. It's actually one of the scenes Roger Ebert made reference to in his review, if you guys want to read it. But I'll, I'll also, we're like the, the, uh, the, the, um, the sheriff, Whitell, is like, he's like, get that film critic in here. Captain Spaulding oh, yes, yes, is right. a Marx Brothers reference. And so, like, you know, it's it's funny because it's like, they, like Roger Ebert's like, I'm like, yeah, they're kind of like, you know, he's like the guy. He's like, I know who Captain Spaulding is. I know who all these Marx Brothers characters are, but I kind of didn't really expect that in this movie. Like, yeah. 
and well, the guy that's, was that's a carryover from the first movie too, right? You know, which and then people tried to make like a big deal out of like it's trying to reference things, and it's like, and I feel like this was a meta reference to the criticism that the first movie got. Right. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, anytime. Really, well, the guy looks like Gene Shalit, the yeah. film critic. Anytime yeah. a director puts a film critic in their movies. Yes. yes. You know? Like in the Godzilla remake. Oh my with god. That movie. Yeah. They, uh, they have a Gene yeah. Siskel and Roger Ebert uh, oh, character. Fuck that, like, that, that movie so candy, hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh god. A lot of good Fuck that things. movie so hard. Mm-hmm. We will never do that about. movie on this podcast. <laughs> it's a lot of horror though. Yeah. The eggs in the subway tunnel. But they have the whole thing about how, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Groucho died right before Elvis. Or right after, uh, right after Elvis. And mm-hmm. so Elvis took all the headlines and. Hotel. Like the sheriff gets all pissed off. He's like, "You exactly. do not talk shit about Elvis Aaron." You could tell that that sheriff was an Elvis fan. Well, what's I funny? Feel like everyone in this movie was an Elvis fan. <laughs> I mean, well, you live the critic. You live in the south. You kind of have to be. Yeah, I think that's kind of well, a it's in your contract. Yeah, it's also something that's interesting with like Rob Zombie though. When is, you when you move to the south, you get a contract that says you have to love Elvis. You get a bunch of Confederate money. <laughs> it's worth nothing. Dude, and a Confederate flag, dude. I looked into it. Yeah, I, like buying Confederate money, it's worth less than greenbacks. Still, it, that money is one hundred and fifty fucking years old. Yeah, it's worth less than like twenty dollars. Well, like, that's great. That's money. very unracist of everyone. That's but uh, it. <laughs> but but it's also interesting too. I know this about Rob Zombie because like I've listened to a lot of interviews with him and stuff. Like he's a very eclectic taste in movies, which yeah. you can or and, oh, and no in shit. music, okay. but like. But you, he's essentially trying to make the same album every time he's made an album. They don't like it's, uh, it's well, very, very much in the same style. <laughs> like, well, yes, yes, and it's a masterpiece because I know in middle school I would go to dances and they'd be playing a lot of like boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room kind of songs. <laughs> and my friends and I and you're would like, all not dance to that, and we would request Rob Zombie "Living Dead Girl." That was my favorite. Sometimes other people that I associate with would request Kid Rock. It was the times. There was the night. And that would be when we go up and dance. Yeah, so, yeah. What's the song where he keeps saying, yeah? Yeah. That's Astro Creep. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and I were out one time. Carmen and he just kept, also great kept saying, brother. yeah, to me. And then, like, then he she started got mad and she started she's like, stop saying yeah I'm walking away and so, and so I walked away he started texting me yeah and then he texts me a picture of Ram Zombie's face <laughs> yeah awesome. so you know what I was talking about <laughs> but they you go back to the hotel room and when the chicks are having their slap fight uh, baby's watching Bride of the Monster the Ed Wood movie mm, oh okay. yes. Huh. yes pull the strings yeah and then Otis shows back up Right. Well, oh yeah. wait, no. Yeah. Well, they kill first. Her. Yeah. There's a lady situation. It yeah. continues. Into yeah. The she's like, hey, you have to pee. We'll punch the other chick in the face. It and they kind of up to it, it yeah. like yeah. three slaps, kind of like a joke. Yeah, but kind know. of a reference to um, uh, Last House on the Left too. Like yeah, kind of like your right. pants thing and like yeah. fucking each other and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie that you did not give me sufficient warning for. I, okay, alright. Side note, guys. That is a so rough movie. Fans, you guys have seen Last House on the Left. Yes. Okay. When The, the original was, one? No, the remake. Oh, it's oh bad. It's yeah. It's really bad. I was like, well, but the, I kind of know where it's going. The remake is probably not as intense. I can't imagine. I can't movie. imagine it would have been. It has, it's Jennifer Lawrence, I think, though. No, no, you're thinking House at the End of the Street or something. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Close a enough, movie. though. Close yeah. enough. No. House, Last House on the Left is like a very 
very dark movie. And like I was, I hadn't watched it since I watched it with Jim when I bought it on DVD. <gasps> right. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then it, like, like my plan that night was to, you know, maybe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, moving on. Anyway. <laughs> After the movie, I was like, nope, not happening. Um, <laughs> what were you thinking about doing? Like, um, eating dessert? Or? No, like playing Scrabble. I mean, like, just Scrabble players, power players. Oh, oh power players. Okay. You guys are power players. Oh. So, <laughs> so Otis shows back up wearing... Um, the one dude's face. Yeah, from the Almond Brothers. Like, Almond Brothers guy is dead now, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It... First of all, like, you know, when I've done that in the past, people aren't as amused when I walk in and, and do that. Yeah, wearing someone's face. face. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> well, this... no one liked the cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the science in this movie and Face Off <laughs> that I've learned about face removal. Well, it's face off. It's in it. Yeah, it's face off. you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's interesting how when you cut off someone's face, it all stays together as like one rubbery piece. Well, yeah, I feel like in absolutely. all these cases, we're dealing with like expert face removers. Yes, <laughs> everybody in all of these movies has definitely removed more than so, one face. So when well, I mean, look at the family, you know? right. right? So and going back a little bit, the chick who asks to use hey. the bathroom and they have a little slap fight over it. Then, you know, the mom tries to kill baby with a gun that has no bullets, and she gets so stabbed stupid. in the chest. And, like, this chick was trying to get out the window, and so she gets, you know... But then, I'm- instead of going out the window, hang on. Instead of going out the window, this is actually the best example of, like, a horror movie stupid bitch. Yeah. Kind of, like, it's, it's also, like, but the, the other chick's the mom- like, I've got the gun... Come out. The like, mom says, "Yeah, come out. I've got her, or whatever." Yeah, she, she right. thinks she has the gun. She's holding it at baby, and then it has no bullets, but she doesn't know it. And then the girl who's in the bathroom is like, "Oh, okay," and she puts down the back of the toilet seat. Like at the very least, bring it out. With bring you. it with you. Like open yeah. the door, but you have like She's a still, weapon, right? Yeah, right, right. But you know what? And I instead, think- she just comes out, and then everybody. So baby gets- goes. You know, you better not do anything stupid or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then this girl is in there making a ton of a noise. And, yeah. and baby's not doing anything. And finally, like, after she, like, what, when she crashed the window is when she came in. Yeah. But, I mean. When she find, had a way, she probably could have gotten out. Right. <laughs> well, she could have gotten out. Like, problem if she had just opened that window or, like, quietly kind of broken it and climbed out. She would have had better <laughs> odds. But. Yeah. yeah. But when Otis shows up with the mascot, he catches this chick. And he's, like, puts it on her. Yeah. So the maid finds... The maid shows up, and it's, like, an orgy of violence. They, like, pose the body. It's, like... This Hispanic maid was treated to the worst mess she's had to clean up since she worked the bathrooms at a burrito eating contest. And I wonder if they knew they were supposed to leave a tip for that maid. Probably. Right. You know what? I don't think that that crowd. Love, you're supposed to leave a tip. I don't think that crowd was a real no. chambermaid tipping sort the tip, of crowd. The tip was written in blood on the wall. <laughs> yeah, was, I, but didn't say like "fuck right. you" or something. Yeah. But yeah, and so the maid, so then the chick in the mask, she flips it because they put on like a coat hanger, at, like on the door, and she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And she's flipping out, and she, so she runs out on the street, and first a car like passed her by, and then and she gets. Yeah, she's not wearing pants and she's freaking out. Yeah, and then she gets fucking creamed by a nail. Big time. Yeah, brains everywhere. And they reference that several times. So in case you weren't clear on it, she gets hit by a truck and her brains are smeared on the street. <laughs> yeah, she fucking explodes, dude. It is it's not. Hot. 
they took a lot of our brains. In this they movie. really do. They like, they want the gray you matter know. and like, yeah. just everything. It's not a. It's it, it's not like a. Oh, you can assume or like picture. Like, man, that's probably really gross. No, they want you to know her brains are on the outside. Yeah, of her body. <laughs> so, and then we're introduced to Danny. Um, Danny the, the fucking sher- Trejo. Yeah, the sheriff has underworld contacts. It's Danny Trejo and Diamond Dallas Page. Who has blue uh, eyes. Yes. A wrestling fan. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Mexican, I think. He's like, track these people down. He's like, look at all these Marx Brothers references and like, find people, you know, her name like Groucho and shit. Yeah. Or Harpo. I feel like a very and weird, killed, they, by the way, can I say, this was Harpo, a weird detour for this movie for found me. Oprah. Oprah. Harpo <laughs> Studio. <laughs> it's really undercover. Yeah. I thought it was like a, a weird like turn, but I do like Danny Trejo. And I do like that his tattoos continue to be featured. Yeah, they're real the tattoos. They've got to be real. Yeah. When you have a tattoo like that. <laughs> a tattoo like that, you got to <laughs> get it out of the movie. It it's probably in his contract. Um, then during our little road trip with the, the reject family. One of family. my favorite fucking scenes in the movie. Yeah. Like, part of the thing like I always that bring was a up. That fucking ice cream. Yeah. The oh, baby yeah. Like, it's, it's like a- uh, hey, man, if anyone's interested... I'm going to ice cream in about 10 miles. She's, she's a billboard, you know, like 10 miles, ice cream stop. And she's like weirdly baby talking, cuddling her dad, which is exactly what you'd expect from <laughs> this kind of woman. Yeah, and her and Cat's like, Tootie fucking fruity. Tootie fucking fruity. Shut up. Tootie fucking fruity. Tootie fucking fruity. Who's the only one who's like, maybe let's not stop because we've murdered like a million <laughs> we've people. Been, we're covered in no, blood. No, no, no. You need an ice cream. Yeah, you need hot. You're covered in blood. You need ice cream. You're tired <laughs> from killing people. And then they go get ice cream, and Otis doesn't have any. You could tell he was just like, no, I don't want it. He's a cut off his nose never. to spite his face mm-hmm. kind of person, you know? Yeah. And this is probably the scene where we most identify with them as normal people, even though right. they're like heinous murderers. Right. Where people Well, we faces. all have that, like, douchey friend who's like, we're not stopping for ice cream. And, and then we're when, like, oh, yeah. we all want ice cream. <laughs> and... Then won't eat the ice cream <laughs> out of spite. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying. I shouldn't say douchey friend, but like your crabbiest friend your on the road trip. Friend. Like, because right. everyone gets a crabby day on a road trip, you yeah, know? Totally. Road trips also, are a crabby experience. Yeah. Tutti Fruity is a gross flavor. Oh, I agree. No, dude. But, I feel but, like but that's a thing for the South. Bubble gum ice cream. You're exactly. Bubble gum ice cream is awesome. Dan loves bubble gum ice because you it's have vanilla you have ice terrible. cream with chunks of. You have terrible <laughs> like ice chunks. cream taste, Dan. That's not true. It is true. <laughs> no, Bubble I just gum ice to... cream was my favorite when I was like six years old. Exactly. <laughs> and then I grew okay. up and realized just okay. because you can doesn't mean you should. Okay. Which uh, Rob Zombie uh, should okay. also pay attention to. I can't believe those words just came out of your mouth. <laughs> Like Elise is brought I've up. I've grown up. She's, like, she's like, you drink like <laughs> little kid ice. She's like, you eat like little kid ice cream. I'm like, no, I don't. And like, we went to this ice cream place like twice in like a three week period. And she's like, oh, you're that guy who gets like all kinds of like goofy shit on his ice cream. Because I'm like, yes, I want the Superman ice cream with a scoop of the ice cream <laughs> with Pop Rocks in it. And I want gummy bears on all of it and chocolate sauce and all that. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get chocolate sauce. He's just, just, okay, everything else I'm like I'm okay with, but if you put chocolate sauce on that combination, yeah, that's no, disgusting. no, I, I wouldn't do that. No, okay, at put, least know I would, what I you would should. put strawberries on that combination. Yes, yeah, a fruit. It's yeah. a fruit flavor kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, that's usually what I go for, and yeah, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> like I remember one time I got a banana split. That's like you know, you know, sixteen or I was like, no one's ever gotten something this crazy before. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I do like, you remember Dino, Dino Mite ice cream? Oh, yeah. No. Is that what it called? Dino Mite? I want to say. Dino something? Like, no. like little candy dinosaurs yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in like vanilla ice cream. Like I have candy. no memory of that. I used to eat that. I, I know all kinds of goofy yeah, shit like that. that. Item, Thank yeah, you, Katie. It was really good. You would love it, Dan. because we went to mm-hmm. Plush Horse. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was at Plush Horse. And well, the also, strand. it's kind of put um, the, the cop. So, like, Sheriff Whitehall has a memory of his brother who died in the first movie. Yes. Who was uh, his brother was in Night of the Living Dead 1990, the remake with directed oh. by Tom Savini, and so was the guy who played Otis. They're both main characters in that movie. Oh. Again, like these guys are in a lot of movies, but that's one where it was like kind of a seminal horror film for me. That's actually the first horror movie I saw where I was like, oh, I'm gonna be, like really into horror. Mm-hmm. Now. Like not the best one, but it was just like one I was like, just I, one that you saw at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision. It, right. Yeah. And then, uh, so Sheriff Whitehouse like, I've, I've been playing this all wrong. I'm trying to be an honest cop. And he goes to jail. He's like, guys, get out of here. I want to question Firefly alone. Like, the, the matriarch. Yeah, this. this is like... This is a weird turning point in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what... Yeah. I mean, I wonder what his end game is here. Because like, I assume he wanted to be a cop after all of this. I right, think in a know, way it became yeah. personal. I think this is. I think this is supposed to symbolize if, if we're going to get into. Yeah, it. yeah. No, it becomes personal, but also it's like. I mean, this, where he gives talking on. to people who aren't there. So I guess he he's right. lost yeah. it, right? And, and also, like, and then like even a few years ago, like in Chicago, like you can shoot certain people, and it could be on video, and you're just like, ah, it didn't happen. I really, I had to, you had a private conversation with me, and now you decided to make that public. <laughs> oh, they they threatened me. And I felt afraid for my life. You couldn't <laughs> see it, but they reached for my gun. Yeah. Um, and so, like, him killing her in custody isn't the most outlandish thing in the 70s. Like, That's true. Definitely not in the 70s. Her. Definitely not in this movie. So, and then we go back to the family. But it is a turning point for this character. Oh, it's a big oh, yeah. turning point. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Who I guess we're supposed to identify with, though I never did from the whole movie, I before, will say. Before this point in the movie, I kind of trust that maybe he would be okay, and then, like, he... But and then, you know he's after, like, these are bad people, he's chasing them. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing, is, like... At first, he's, like, this big nerd who you're like, well, he just watched Death Wish or something, and he's, like, <laughs> right, really... Yeah. Of the time. Good yeah. Reference. He's, like, really, you know, hyped up about, ta- you know... Getting exacting his vengeance, and then yeah, he uh, he goes off the rails a little bit. Well, you start to realize, like in a lot of ways, like I want to get into this more later. This is going to come up. Yeah, this, but, like, yeah. This is he's be- kind of worse than they are. Right, right, exactly. Because like, like we were saying earlier, they're like. If you're going to dig into it, well, dig into it. And there's a weird... Let's just go ahead and jump to yeah. it. Like the, the climax of this movie, when Baby is running away from him, is a weird inversion of like the horror movie trope of right. like, the, the, the only heroine running feel, from the bad guy. Right? It's also the, the only part of the movie where I feel like it's really someone who has all the power like attacking someone who's defenseless. Right, right. Yeah. right. yes. Because like even like, you know, that country family in the hotel, I'm like, well, you know, like they, they try to defend themselves and like it doesn't work out. To deal with people that are out of their element, yeah, you know, but like that one, it's like she's just like crying. That's that's a big part of it. Yeah. Before then, you don't see people like cry when they're right. being like, attacked or tortured right. or whatever. They try to fight back, and like she's right. just like crying, and this dude's and like running her. through like the and I, I I feel like this was like also a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What's well, an inversion of the trope? And like, it's yeah. a total, and it's really smart because they've they've built up these. 
Baby is like the worst person. Yeah. And she's like the bait that tortures all these people. You know, whatever. She's a bad person who deserves exactly what she's getting. Yeah. Yet she's but you consistent can't, through well, here's this, this thing. Yeah, what what I think that scene does is it's flipping that bloodlust that we mm-hmm. have, and it's it is it's maybe like holding up the mirror to us a little bit, because <laughs> right. because it, it's like it you know what you're hoping what you're waiting for in a last house on the left or you know Texas Chainsaw or something is for sure. the tables to get turned on um, these bad people, but they've taken like a, he he sucks the air out of the tires well, when it yeah. happens. I finally, would, I would kind of even take it further, like like he's worse than they are, and I think part of it like. If I could project like a little bit on the director, like, like these people are like the family. They're bad, but they're bad because it's kind of in their nature. Right. They're, they're kind of like they're probably all inbred. Okay, I'm actually I've got like a theory <laughs> yeah. on this, and this is maybe off well, the wall. There's a lot of molestation yeah. happening in that family you know, too, they, for sure. Right. <laughs> it's in their nature, and they're like maybe like they're like pretty like apolitical or whatever. Or like no, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw this out there. anarchists or something, but like... I think they're a weird analogy for like Confederate pro-slavery people. Ah. Uh, see, because... I think that's being a little generous. I know that's... But, but hey, let me... Hang on. Let, let, go well, ahead. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's hear let me, let me go for this because they're abusing people. Yeah. yeah. Right? They're like horribly mistreating other human beings. They have people that have been dehumanized cage. for yeah. us. Like the, the people that they're abusing are dehumanized. It's very Southern. Yeah. Everything about this is like a grotesque exaggeration of the South in okay. Texas okay. specifically, right? And they're well, like, these, well, there's literally a guy who talks about fucking chickens. So yes, yeah, 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 right. Sitting, and so, so like yeah. they're abusing other human beings that are what for whatever reason other from them. Yeah, and yet we kind of relate to them. They have like a code. They're loyal to their family, their people. I don't know. I think I think it's like some kind of really weird, well, no, really it, fucked it, up like, like, like analogy though, like, for slavery. As far as like the southern stuff goes, like, like yeah, there's like some Confederate flags and stuff, and there's like, and there are some distinct Confederate flags. So right, <laughs> but, like, but, like I kind of took it more as like back then it was like like in the mainstream discourse, black people didn't have a voice to be like, hey, that really bothers me that you're wearing a Confederate flag. Like, people just did it. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, they were, they were friends with that one black guy in the movie and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, literally no. also on her, on baby's pants, there's like a Confederate flag the patch right, right, in between the holes on her butt cracks. Right. Yeah. But kind of what I was getting at is, like, the, the sheriff is a fascist. Yes. Right. Like, he is. I agree with that. I think that Rob Zombie and I think the audience is like kind of meant to, like, he is worse than they are. Yeah. Well, because we know he's like gone with the I wind mean, like, situation. These are people know better, but like this sheriff, he definitely knows better. He's a cop with a towel, right? You know? uh-huh. Like he he's grown up in with normal people, right? Normal right. in quotations, you know. But oh, that's true. That's normal enough to true. function in society, right? And not go around killing everybody yeah. you meet and storing them in your fridge. Right. So is that's it wor- like, is it worse to be a normal functioning person in society who hmm. who has a job where they have level. power? Over and, people, and it takes you to know, the point where you start extrajudicially murdering people, yeah, and like that kind and of talking thing. about how like the knife she liked and I fucked her with my knife. It's like ew. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> when you do it a little bit later, fly, which was what we started on. He, it's like a weird sadosexual thing that's yeah. going on, right? Oh, yeah. too, and so. then a little bit later too, like 
he could have brought all these guys in. They'd be in jail forever. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, I'm going to take you back to the murder house and like torture you guys. But he's got yeah. that personal vendetta. And, and, yeah. and that's like so it's a completely selfish. And that act. too, like, like, like he. It's also he starts. He definitely like even in the tropes of a movie because they get away too. Because he also yeah. starts monologuing. Yeah, like he's got him in his grasp. And it's also like there's a scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror. Oh yeah, and like like a tough guy. And I so wanted like his mom to walk in <laughs> with like some like Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> See, but it's like, um, but that's also kind of like that's also of a movie of this time. It's like Taxi Driver when Travis Beckles in the mirror. Like, yeah, You're talking to me, right? You talking? To yeah, me? very obviously. Yeah, yeah. like it's, yeah. A very, it's an obvious reference yeah. to it. Like he sees himself as like above the law, and like. It's definitely worse, and like he 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 like completely inverts sort of right. the, the tropes of like film, but and he feels well, justified, right? Is and the like, gross and part. like he um like because we talked we like when he has them in his like torture shack at the end at their house, and he's like torturing him. He like nails Otis to the chair, like he gives him the stigma, the stigma, right, right, right. Which I've taken note of, but, that, yeah. right, <laughs> but like you, if you interpret that very literally, like he's like the Roman, he's the Roman. I was right. gonna say, so a lot of horror, I think is about underdogs like, yeah. that you root for because you relate to this underdog that's like fighting the odds. And there's lots of examples of this in horror and in film mm-hmm. in general. And that's where also it comes back to like the South and Confederacy and this like, you know, Gone with the Wind. A lot of famous movies are about like the underdog yeah. against like the, right? And you kind of, we naturally relate to who we see as the underdog. So in the scene with, I think, the folk singers, there is a moment of like you kind of relate to and they try and rebel you kind of relate to them but of course they get totally yeah. fucked and then very quickly the devil's rejects become who you're rooting for for the rest right, of the movie yeah. and right. simultaneously that's when the sheriff kind of turns yeah. and he becomes like he, the man he's the well, fascist he just becomes yeah. the man like he, like he takes on like not only tropes of like in real life like fascism like killing like the institutional stuff because he's a cop but also, but also personal like, vendetta style right but also yeah. like tropes of movies he starts yes. monologuing yeah. like, totally which yeah, no one else does. Things I come to think of it. Yeah. One thing I appreciate about this. Movie, oh, sorry, Katie, no, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, is kind of like I was saying before, though. Like for all the um, kind of subtext, they because not. I wouldn't say it's heavy handed at all. No, no, it's really and subtle, like actually. I said, very self aware with like silly over the top jokes about things like the pentagram on the chest yes. right. and like yeah, no, there's so much the stuff with like the, the, pre- the right. stuff yes. is almost like kind of I'm not 100% sure about it right well, yeah, yeah exactly right but, but going back to like sort of the main it plus, functions either way though yeah you know Captain Spaulding Otis and um, Baby they all go to this um, this like little horror ranch yeah right. the, the uh, little Disney World Main Street USA segment but it's like with a neon sign we're gonna be buying Katie is her housewarming. Band. I only hope so. Only <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a neon sign of a naked woman masturbating. Right. And, and now right. the um, the chick who was talking about Princess Leia, she has like kind of buns. Now she's wearing yeah. buns. Right. Yes. And then, um, the two guys, uh, not Otis, uh, Captain Spalding, Spalding, and uh, what's the other dude's Ken name? Forey. Ken Forey. Yeah, they're Lando. You truly belong here with us among the clouds. Are doing coke, which I pretend there's no way those guys are doing cocaine. Like th- that cr- that group is not doing cocaine. Oh, I think like the group is time, doing cocaine definitely. in the south. What about meth? Yeah. Yeah. Meth? Well, meth didn't exist. Meth, 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 meth was just coke. called speed back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I feel like they would have been doing like a much like they would have been like sniffing paint. He, no, <laughs> no, he's a he's a he's a pimp, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a, a business pimp. owner. Like, That's he, true. He, they did make references to like a glamorous lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. a glamour, and they're like into the seventies exploitation films and so. Okay, fine. Right. You okay? You can yeah. burn me on that one. Well, yeah. and then and then Ken Forey and uh, his you know. To be fair, also everyone making this movie was doing coke. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little bit of a time travel. I don't think that's true. <laughs> everyone in this movie no. doing coke. During the whole making of the movie. Rob Uh, Zombie especially. Well, what else are you going to do to get over your hangover? Yeah, exactly. So Ken Furry and his um, friend from Hills of Eyes go to buy a chicken. And the dude starts, like, there's a whole thing, like, it's kind of... the scene is really... I hate that scene. It's it's very reminiscent of, like, the the password scene for Purple Rain. It's it's kind of like, huh. Password is okay. Fire life, sir. Damn it, say the password. I kind of love this scene, though. What like, ended up on the cutting room floor? But the, the dude started... The guy who's, like, a guy who knows his chickens starts talking about the chicken's asshole. It's like, dude, chickens have a cloaca. Right. If this guy really raised mm-hmm. chickens... If this guy really knew about chickens, he'd yeah. know not to call the, the whole time the guy was talking about his chickens, he, like, his face was changing expression, but his eyes were not he was doing <laughs> anything. Which is <laughs> the eyes of a corpse. Amazing acting. <laughs> That's why I, they lost the Civil War. Bunch of chicken fuckers. I kind of love this scene because... Okay, it was too long. It was weird as fuck. No doubt. But this is like, it's like they're picking out the live chickens they want to eat. And they, they make that clear that they're going there to like yeah. pick out chickens to eat because somebody cooks great chicken, right? Yeah, Captain Spaulding does. Okay, yeah. So they're, they're picking out live chickens to eat. Which, of course, like a lot of people watching it are like horrified by, which I think is really funny. And, <laughs> and then the guy makes it really weird and sexual. And it's like a weird microcosm of like horror movies right like they're killing yeah. people they're picking out the people they're gonna kill when you watch a horror movie you're like that one's gonna die yeah. oh, okay. you know and then it's like and then some some asshole probably missing some teeth is like I bet they fuck that one and it's it's like a really funny <laughs> I don't know I thought it was really funny right. actually and then uh, <laughs> he had a then, sore on his mouth it was, it was gross oh, yeah Ken Forey the black dude he's approached by the sheriff and he's like you gotta sell your friends out yeah and so um you know, much, much like Alano Carizian. Alano Carizian. They arrived before you came here. <laughs> yeah. And so the, then we go, like, they're having like, a drug party, like, with, you know, hookers and stuff. And we and see this, that, like, yeah. great and wonderful. And the or... cop has been, has worked things out with, like, Danny Trejo and, uh, what's this, Diamond Dale. Dallas Page. Um, at, the, at their, like, gross trailer. And he says to them, um, I just want them alive long enough so I can piss in their faces. I feel like even the hired scumbags were like, ew, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know Still in the end, he never we'll kill their faces. No, he, he never, never did. did. Yeah. So, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, Katie was really at the edge of her seat waiting for that. <laughs> it's like, if you make a promise, you yeah. got <laughs> to follow through. So this they, guy they just kill, So they kill a bunch of the hookers, and then um, the sheriff shows up, and he like takes the family, and he brings them to the murder house. And we, mm-hmm. we got into this. He starts torturing them with, like, Stapling, uh, stapling, cattle prod, stigmata. Yeah, stigmata is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it, it's a less obvious Christ reference that we, <laughs> than we've seen in other horror movies. Yeah. You know? It was almost weird in this movie. It was all, it actually kind of was like, huh, weird choice. I, and this movie's so referential, it made me think like, is this trying to say something? Like, it was like, almost too so much. Like, it me a yeah. bit out of it. But I, if it was trying to say something, it didn't in a dumb like, way. Like the Star Wars <laughs> correlation was more frequent than right. Yeah, well, yeah, and it was because the thing is, like, Ken Forey shows up. He's like, "I got you. Let's get out of here." But and they then, did. They did talk about earlier in the movie, um, like inverted crosses. You know, 
Sure, I feel oh, like yeah. all the Christianity references were just like these hollow, like scary, right? Like, yeah. like it was like kind of no, like sprinkled you, in. Like when but, you watch like a movie like The Exorcist, which is honestly unscary if you're an atheist or not religious, I would say because like it's very predicated on like you're afraid of these things. Mm-hmm. But the like all the references are very. Um, See, I disagree because like also like I think like. I, I, like I said, very literally, like the sheriff was like pounding nails in this dude's hand. It's like he's well, it's very literally. Like, <laughs> it's very literally, like this guy is he's a fascist oppressor. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, okay, that's interesting oh, way to take it's, it. It's, is that he's he's assuming like the symbols of Christianity without a lot of the maybe, and so maybe we're saying the same thing yeah. actually yeah. without any of the the underlying conviction. It's just mm-hmm. the it's just the. The show. Well, like, right, that's the whole thing. He's like talking about God's He's like, you're about to like torture people. You're yeah. torturing people to death. You're not. You're not right. on the right path. Exactly. He was say, actually, he did make some references in his monologues that he was talking to himself. About. Yeah. Which is okay. That's true. That's smart. That's funny. And then Tiny ends up saving the day at the end. Yeah. Like, right. Tiny's yeah, been in the. In, he was in the intro. Turbo Freddy. Yeah. And then he was missing for the whole movie. The whole movie. Well, it's like they, they he sh- probably needs to sleep like. <laughs> 16 hours a day well, he's just a growing boy situation <laughs> and then they're like hey you want to come with us he's like no I should probably just stay at the house so they get in the convertible in Texas which is maybe a reference to JFK like a little bit like well it's just like a thing like Weird, Mark Zombie was born was born like not too long after JFK was assassinated, like I heard about JFK getting assassinated a lot. Every yeah. yeah, and because like it was like like one of the first things my parents remember and stuff. And, yeah, like, Rob Zombie was growing up during that time, right. like a couple of years later. And uh, so they get in the convertible and they start driving. It's also kind of ties yeah, weird back. choice. Also, mm-hmm. the convertible was like a kind of yeah. a questionable but, choice. But it, it's what they had there, you know. It's what mm-hmm. it's what, what they um, had multiple cars though. Well, right. they, uh, that was just the getaway car, I think. I don't know how many options they had as far well, as... Well, they offer, they offer it's a, Tiny to come with them, though. Right. Yeah. Which but I is, think it's more of a stylistic choice than anything. They're like, I feel mm-hmm. like... And I feel like Tiny has never left this property. Yeah, I yeah. feel like Tiny... Yeah. And that's where it really ties into the Wild Bunch, too, because they're driving along and like, oh, state troopers have a barricade. Mm-hmm. And they're playing now, at this point, Freebird. Yes. yes. So Freebird, which has been used in many movies and never to this effect. Right. I think it's the best use of the song well, I've ever great. seen in a it movie. It really sets you up. It's like, oh wait, well, are they really getting away? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's interesting because you can't really you're not rooting for like you're rooting for them to not get killed by the sheriff. But then once they get out of the house, like yeah, once, once they, they kill him, yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, I don't want them to get away though. Like they're, they're horrible bad murderers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when they yeah, were driving right? before they reached the barricade, or right as they reached the barricade, when he stopped before he, before he woke up the other two, I thought he was gonna drive off a cliff, and right? Just kill them all. A Thelma Louise situation. Right. I thought they were gonna escape. Truthfully, they I wanted to like, go out in a like, blaze oh, of glory. They, like this is the end. The yeah. yeah, he's like they're sleeping. Like, I'm gonna kill everybody. That's, but that's. Yeah. It also very directly relates to the Wild Bunches. That's how that movie ends. Yeah. And like, they can get away. They're like, no, nah, fuck it. Let's, like, go kill Blaze of Glory. Yeah, yeah, let's take some cops down with us. And... Yeah, so they charge the barricade in the convertible, shooting at And the they're cops. awesomely being, like, filled with bullet holes. I was going to say, bullet holes were my favorite. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite effect in a movie that is full of pretty great effects yeah. and dirty lines on people's faces. And the bullet holes <laughs> were my favorite. Yeah, they did a good job with those. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, slow motion and... Rob Zombie makes better music videos than movies. I think we can all agree. Not this Overall. One. Not this one. I'm talking about in general, though. Yeah. Sure. 
This this feels like a music video. Yeah. More than most of the rest of the movie. Yeah, and, and I like that it's cut with a bunch of, like, B-roll footage of the family hanging out with the, at a yeah, lake, like, which is like, when did this happen, like, guys? This, like, <laughs> like, family, okay, fam- okay, old family okay, video of them at a just, lake. You're just, you know. Is it like that we can relate to, like, horrible people or people, yeah. too? Like, right. like Joseph, kind of the... Joseph Mangala loved his kids, Elise. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, too, but also, it's like, you need a scene at a lake, like, Purple Rain. It's like, um, not only is there a scene at the lake, but there's also, careful, like, flashback yeah. scenes. Where he's, like, imagining, you know, nailing Apollonia in the barnhouse and stuff. Gosh, Dan, every movie is just purple rain to you. Like, yeah. uh, it's all just harkening back to purple rain. Really, see, your vows had purple rain throughout. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, like, Morris Day. They would have been way more romantic than they did. Of course. Yeah. He's, like, he thinks he's on the side He's on the side of right. Okay, but okay. You should sell this to BuzzFeed. I don't want <laughs> how the devil's reject. I'm sorry to get into it really quickly. explains U.S. politics. So, um, as far as the time period, this came out in 2005. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox won the World Series. Mm-hmm. White Sox! White Sox! Go! Go! White Sox! Low, low slung pants were very in this movie. Attested Dude, to I had a pair of pants that I cut the tops off of when I was Did in high really? school. Just, That's yeah, really that let them get free. Yeah. <laughs> So you, because you want like as much you of your fat as possible to come out of the top of your jeans. You wanted as much muscle top as you yeah. can humanly muster. Yeah. Oh you, yeah. I thought they were real cool too because they I got say, all frayed at the top. Like you cut the button off and you cut around the whole top. In this new like post Kardashian era that we live in, now we all can appreciate a high waisted pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah. <Now. laughs> but like at that time, it was like let's make it as low as possible so the butt looks as flat. As yeah, possible. Right, right. Like, right. make it like the butt cheeks are barely there. <laughs> it was a different time. You want to show off your, like, lower back fairy tattoo, you know? You want to show off you have those dimples and maybe a tramp stamp. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. It was, uh, or a thong. Thongs were really novel. Yeah, whale tail. So. Whale tail. And that did happen. Because that was a thing to show off. Like, look how provocative I am. My underwear is coming out of my pants. Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> So it was 2005, George Bush was president, W. Bush. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Yeah. Um, a few real horror. It's interesting yeah, to like me. There was a little mini- do we think that maybe that's part of what this is about? Come think of well, it. Well, this, <laughs> this is a couple years. Right, well, I mean... People were vouching for torture. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we should it's do It's a this. telling, like, this, it's, this is a horror movie that comes out during a Republican administration, I would say. Oh, well, yeah. It's like a but, lot of the movies we've done either come out during, like, George Bush. Or- in my state of the, my state of the union, or state, my speech to the nation. Like Reagan. Yeah. Like well, there was a little movies. resurgence in horror in the early aughts, right? So, this is in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I mean, probably you guys are familiar with this. There's this theory that, like, zombie movies are really popular. Zombie stories are really popular during Democratic presidencies. Right. And vampire or serial killer stories are really popular during Republican. Because vampires, yeah. like, a fear of, like, of foreign charism- invaders. And-, and or a charismatic leader yeah. who's manipulating or, or taking advantage, right? Yeah, you're saying Nixon's a vampire, which I agree with. Yeah. Right, <laughs> he's not sexy hands. enough to be a vampire. <laughs> oh, at least Come on. Be, <laughs> he has power. But the the and era the movie takes place is 1978, so it would be the Carter administration where it takes place. They're having a party. Jimmy Carter's passed out on the couch. Yeah, well, it's a family, so yeah. So, I mean, that's a great era for film. Like why he set to cho- like cho- chose to set it at that time. 
um, makes a lot of sense because like, totally. obviously that's mm-hmm. the most influential time in filmmaking for him. For him, you yeah. know. So and and right because he was born in seventy five or sixty five rather. So like seventy eight, he's about thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, right. he starts, so he's coming of age during yeah. the time when all these aw- these great horror movies were coming out. Things that right. have like really stood the test of time. I will say, while this is a period movie, costumes, everything felt very two thousand five. Yes, it you did. Know, that's the other thing. Like, it is supposed to be set at that time, but with the exception of like the little clips of the TV or whatever, it's it's very yeah. Because yeah, like it's like, very the Dawn of the Dead remake has a lot of that shit in it too. Like it's like plus totally. the desert is so dated and it's never gotten a remake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hot. Like, like you let's do this. I actually remember the folk, the band, whatever country band, whatever they are, they're wearing these like very 1970s dresses, the two women, and I remember yeah. being like, huh, what's with this? And I was like, oh, right, set at that time. You forget that it's that, a period. Like, almost, you can, of, yeah. yeah. Or it could be a little hipstery. You know? Yeah. Well, that's how I, I was like, wow, this is really hipstery, and then I was like, yeah. oh, right, I had to check it. Right. Um, <laughs> Alright, so anything else about, we talked a lot about what this movie's about, but like, influence, or I get, I mean, it, we see a lot of influence in this movie, do you feel like this has had any influence on anything in the last 10 years? I mean, it allowed Rob Zombie to keep making movies. Yeah. Yeah, he got to make that this was, well. Like, I, like uh, House of the Last Corpses did okay. Yeah. And it didn't have much of a budget. And it was like, oh, it broke even. And so, like, you can make a movie that's more expensive for some reason. Yeah. He did this, which I love. Yeah. So, in conclusion, Ronald Reagan was president. Well, 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 uh, out of the, uh, the, the segments, segments, yeah, let's let's the, get uh, into the, it. The hottest titties in the movie. All right, well, I of course said dumb big fat titties that were strapped into a bra made out of a canvas tent, <laughs> coming out of her little nightgown in the morning after Captain Spaulding's oh, yeah, sex dream. Yeah, his, yeah. His, his big girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Those were my hottest titties. She did have good titties, actually. I didn't think of her, but come to think of it, she they did. Were, they were busting out of her nightgown. They were like. Those, those, they were like torpedoes. They, they were gonna like suffocate somebody. Ew, yeah. I strapped in with like a hardcore harness, like oh bra. yeah, they were, like, she was wearing like that really intense bra underneath yeah. that little nightgown. Which in her case, good call. Yeah, right. Actually. She knew oh, what yeah. worked for her she body. Yeah, she was her company. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Sleeps in a bra, right, this lady? Yeah. I'm amazed she slept in anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. She seemed Katie, hottest titties. Um, well, I had two here. I had uh, the clown sex titties. And yeah. Then I had Roy's wife. Roy's oh, wife. yeah. Right. Who's you know, that? you know, um, Roy's wife. Oh, the, she's the, the tiny little bralette. Yeah. The bralette. Yeah. Yes. Like, just arrow. They just, they were. Definitely. They were I working agree. for her. No, she yeah. had some good titties. Yeah. I agree. Now, I, I wrote down a few things for this one. Well, the dead chick <laughs> in the beginning has pretty nice titties. That was actually who I wrote down. She's too. also, she's not really dead, but well, in she the movie is. she is. Yeah. So I felt a little weird. So, like, definitely not number one. Um, <laughs> I felt weird about it. So I just won't make it my winner. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. I, I did write it down as well. Um, the girl in uh, Kevin Spalding's Dream. Played by Ginger Lynn, the porn star. A little older, but, like, nice titties. Um, Shree Moon Zombie, not very big breasts. Yeah. And they were... I didn't see them ever. Right. She shows her butt a lot. But props to her for not getting implants, right? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of thought her... I thought her thin frame was working for her. Like, she has, like, kind of a flat butt and small boobs, but I thought thought it worked for her. Yeah! So I, I also put the same as Dan. I, I put the, the dead body at the beginning. That was actually, I think, the yeah, best. Yeah, during the credits or something. Yeah, it was yeah. the very opening. 
But I also want to draw attention to those boob paintings in the strip club. Yeah, that you they know what? Kept draw, like panning to, and they were really good boobs. Yeah. In those pictures. Were, I think they were velvet paintings. Or the paintings, whorehouse. I guess actually. it was a whorehouse, not a strip club. No, I think they were velvet paintings. I hope they were velvet paintings. I would only hope so. Now that you're uh, okay, and then let's... I think that's enough talk about breasts. Um, <laughs> there were a lot in this movie, though. I will say there were a lot of boobs in this movie, but fewer standouts than I expected for how many nipples I saw. Uh, right. Best hair. This is the Captain Rhodes Memorial segment. Yeah. Best I wrote, hair. I wrote no one. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's hair was terrible in this movie. I said the Chief's right-hand man who had... Um, very 70s looking hair. Again, though, 2005's version of the 70s. Yes. <laughs> like, too center parted, a little too short for the 70s. And then he had um, sideburns, and the one sideburn was kind of floating. Like, there was a separation yes. between <laughs> yes. his yeah. hairline it and his sideburn. It was definitely a separated part. Yeah, though. yeah. No, um, for best hair, I would have to say, in the first two mugshots we saw of Baby and a long-haired dude. Yeah, those, Otis, yeah. yeah. That was the best I've ever seen anybody's of the hair in yeah. the movie. And so I think they win there. Yeah, okay. I want to also say, on the subject of best hair, also Dan's gone, so just yeah, we can this time. I'll <laughs> elaborate that there was a plethora of trashy blonde hair yes. in this movie. Like, more than most movies... At-home dye jobs. Just, like, some, like, bad... Like, you probably shouldn't have blonde hair, but you you did it at all, Yeah, right? you you, you went through levels and levels and levels of dyeing, yeah. You know, and doing, you're not maintaining it or washing right. it. Right. <laughs> you know, we're talking about, like, you know, normal, like, hair on the top of your head, but what about hair below the nose and above Oh, yeah, the absolutely. Now, that's certainly... Yes. Now, on that also. level, that's part of the reason I picked the same person on least pegged. The, uh, like, he's, like, a deputy or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Boss I noticed that, that guy right away, and I wrote that down as well. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, sideburns. Sideburns. Yeah, I discussed the sideburns, but yes, you were yeah. you're correct to bring up yeah. the mustache. It, it also brings up a thing too, because you see this a lot in movies at the time. Like cops used to have long hair sometimes. Yeah. And mm. you haven't seen that in twenty yeah. years. So, yeah. Well, I feel like The Walking Dead's bringing it back now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I know it's too easy for somebody to grab their hair and knock them down. You yeah. Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what they want you to think. Right. <laughs> Best outfit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with my favorite best awesome one um, with the curly hair, the shotgun, and the metal mask as one big combo oh, yeah. metal yeah. With, with the holy jeans. I just, yeah. So mine were the, the holy was, jeans. Yeah. Right. That was like the, I, the mask I, really I completed it. She's a nice butt. She had an okay butt, but it was really like... I understand distressed jeans. It's like you don't care. Or like maybe you get like a line underneath your butt cheek. Yeah. No, it was like literal holes, holes. circle so holes. So she probably got shot before. Butt. <laughs> like, but her butt seemed intact. And then still, there was like a whale tail butt. I en- which also I did really appreciate. I appreciated the. There was no whale tail. It felt like a whale tail. Okay. <laughs> She didn't have a thong. There was a space no, for a, fa- okay. a whale tail. She didn't have a thong. A whale tail in the sense that it was so low that I could see her yes. upper butt cheek. There was a line. Yes. The thing I appreciated about those jeans was the very early aughts. Um, bell bottom floating above the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, you know, which is a thing that I guess probably happened in the 70s as well. But you had those shitty stretchy jeans in the early 2000s uh-huh. mud jeans that Holes, would like after jeans. one wash be too short and yep. probably bought too short yep. as well yeah. and they would they would float above your shoes and a really right yep really cool 
I mean, she, that was the best. And, and they had a Confederate flag patch on them. On the butt. Right. On the butt. It, yeah. it was definitely, for me, that was the standout um, outfit. No, those, those are the best of the wardrobes. But I think the worst might be the shit stains on um, Captain Falling's underwear. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Away. after the oh, after the sex That's dream. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. I did write. Everyone needs a shower. <laughs> As I got a note on that subject. Uh, best death. Mm. I wrote down the chick getting hit by the semi. The, the truck was. I wrote the truck and the aftermath. Katie, I don't know. Um, I was between shot in the neck with the convulsions. Yeah. Or knife throw to the heart. I mean, that's mine. That one got the most reaction on me. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, (laughs) and she she pulls it out. It's very, the way it hits her, it's a very visceral moment. It's one of the more creative deaths in this movie, in a very referential movie, like things I've seen before otherwise. Yeah. That one, it it's kind of the kind of makes me probably the most squeamish actually, because yeah. it it feels like you the the sound. I think the use of sound, the foley art at that moment. Mm-hmm. I also wrote down. I did enjoy the final death scene with the yes. bullet holes. The yeah. bird scene that was yeah. the, that might like be that. the best in the movie. That's yeah. also that's probably three the part, best. Three way tie. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the, the gunshots were just pretty good. Like when yeah. uh, when a baby got shot in the calf. Yeah, like this very just direct and yeah. Actually, and I like that first. I think she gets shot in the chest. But yeah. I was like, was that a gunshot? Because it's kind of doing in slow motion yeah. music video. Like Freebird is is freaking out climaxing and I was like wow is that a gunshot because she's wearing like a stupid dress yeah and then and then it like showed more like in her arm and I was like it is and they were really good I was impressed with that. Yeah, I would go good. ahead and say it. Like uh, people these days need to take some shooting classes or get better. Yeah. <laughs> Back here in the seventies, they apparently had great aim. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, scariest scene. I'd like to go on this one. Yeah, go, go, for it. Uh, go for the it. The girl hanging on the back of the door with the face mask yeah. on, with her arms waving and grabbing the cleaning lady. That was the scariest. That is probably one of the creepiest mm-hmm. parts, for sure. I wrote down when baby's running, and we got into it already. But yeah. Like, it's like, the whole part of like, oh, I feel bad for her. Like, yeah. You know? Um, I wrote down a bunch of scenes, actually. So the sex scene with Captain Spaulding. This is the first one that I found really horrible. Uh, the teeth, there's like close-ups of his teeth. It's like a really, it's prolonged. There's a lot of sexual horror to this movie. Mm-hmm. Despite being a strangely not, um, like there's boobs and stuff, but it feels weirdly not exploitative. I right? agree with that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it should be, but it's, it doesn't read yeah. that way. Right. Um... The old lady sexual assault I also found really scary. That's that's one of the harder parts to watch in it's, the movie. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the ones that's like really uncomfortable. Yeah, um, no, like I said, that's when I saw people getting their money back. <laughs> <laughs> also, that it's just Texas. Yeah, <laughs> about Texas is pretty horrifying to See, me. See, we already we already know, touched it, on this, but my scary scene was like leaves in that vagina because like you have to figure. There's some kind of infection following well, that shoot dead. for that actress. Well, but she's not really dead. Like, oh, like right. in like, yeah. real life, though. All I can yeah. think about is that, like, that actress for sure. <laughs> it's not like they were like, well, let's make sure this is all very sterile. Like, she was no. outside with dirty leaves on the ground. <laughs> so I actually. And you, they do a close shot of her actual vagina. Like, she is for sure naked. Being dragged by her feet through dirty leaves. Also, if it says anything about the shooting conditions, in House of a Thousand Corpses, the actress who plays the the main girl 
almost died because a guy swung an axe at her and everyone just figured she'd move. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> it was like, a, like, so I don't think they were really being careful yeah. about people's safety. Would you survive? I said no. I said no. Because, like, if you run across these people, they just kill you. Like, I mean, who, first of all, who am I in this movie? Am I a member of the family? Right. Right. Like, that's another thing that, like, raises questions, like, Morality wise, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and this is the smartest thing about this movie is like, who are you? Who do you identify with in this movie? And in every case, no, I don't survive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I tried to think of ways that I could survive, and they just get shot down. Yeah, yeah. this movie, yeah, yeah it was pretty grim. <laughs> um, you know, I think I would probably be the cop. So. <laughs> <laughs> So like, yeah, and you had yeah, your neck yeah. So maybe yeah. you have the best odds if yeah. you're in the barricade. Yeah. And you decide not to like staple torture. No, okay, okay. So if I'm in the cop and I'm in the barricade, let's say, at the end, I'm gonna hang out near the back of the barricade. Yeah, just <laughs> down, fire a few, but don't look. I mean, no, I probably I probably would survive though, like cause like I had posited before, like I'm not gonna help someone in the middle of the street. No, me neither. You know, I'm not gonna um be in some lame-ass country band that hangs out at shitty hotels. Like, so yeah, you know, like, totally, like, I think I'm just a different class of person that would not be in this part of the country or doing these things that these people are doing. Like, if I showed up, if I went to Texas and I saw people who looked the way these people did, I would just, like, shoot them in the face. Like, There's a lot of questions about survival in this movie. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's it's what where where are we starting? Am I me? Right. If I'm me, I'm not. I am surviving because I'm never thing, interacting like, with these Something Dan people. and I like to do with this this part of the segment is kind of find someone we relate to yeah, in the identify movie. With, yeah. And there's not really many people. Like, who do we identify with? Really, probably. I, I, kind of, I mean, I do kind of identify with the guy with the sideburns and the uh, you know kind of <laughs> hair, but like. Why him, spe- I, why him specifically, Dan? You know, I've got a lot of facial hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I can't see myself as a sheriff, but I can see myself as a sheriff's like the, deputy. The, the sidekick. Yeah. So how does this movie compare Wait, to... Wait, survive? Do you survive? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think it did. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she already talked She about might it. have said that, but I missed yeah. it. I want to make sure. Um, how does this movie compare to Friday the 13th Part 4? It's better. I would say it's better. Better? Yeah. How many machetes? Uh, do I you like this the movie? I like the Christ. Um, yeah, uh, in the, both movies. Yeah, yeah. The, the Christ illusion in this movie I think is more solid than the one in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Uh, we'd have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch. I was gonna say I have to watch it again. Crispin Glover dies in a Christ-like pose in Friday right, the Thirteenth right. Part Four. Crispin Glover died for us since yeah. <laughs> he wanted to have an army of rats. <laughs> um, and Pete George McFly's dead. I don't I think either were strong on, on plot. I don't think either were really like plot driven stories. <laughs> I give this movie a three and a half machetes out of I give five. it three to three and a half. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that one. Yeah. I give it four. I love this movie. Yeah. Okay. I enjoy this movie, but I do think it's a flawed movie. So I can't give it higher than like three. Yeah. And a half. I yeah. disagree respectfully. I find it very entertaining. Totally. Um, yeah. It's pretty gruesome while while still being fun, which is it's, it which walks is a really interesting line, which, which is, is yes, it's also really like, impressive. Like, I for think me, as someone who watches a lot of horror movies, part of what I like about this movie is just it's different than every other horror movie I've seen. Yeah, like, totally. It has a different yeah. feel, a different yeah. vibe, and for a movie that's so referential and like right, not almost a rip off in certain aspects. I'm not, I, I'm not poking holes. I'm not even saying it as like. A, mm-hmm. 
as a dig, but like there are things that are very directly taken from other movies, you know. This movie also, I mean, I think if I'm remembering correctly, the later Saw movies tried to do this, like Jigsaw started to become like a, a character that you're supposed to relate right. to, right? And I almost feel like maybe that's taken from this. It's a unique movie in that it makes you identify with the bad Yeah. Ones. Right. Identified, but not light. But not light. Right, because they're completely amoral. Like, they're they're bad people. And it keeps their behavior like, no, no, what they're doing is gross and terrible. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. So, yeah, I think that's the Devil's Rejects. Thanks for listening. Um, Do you guys have anything you want to plug or um, advertise here? Working on a lot of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Like our. Rate and review us. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Um, we don't make any money from this, so... Like, <laughs> no. Well, the like, sponsors are really knocking on the door, but man, we don't want to be like right. we don't tied to something. Guys. Yeah. Guys, I but, thought that was a pizza man. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, you big, big higher up at PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> What's advertise? People don't know what PayPal is in 2016. All right, well, I guess that's it. Keep, Keep it, it spooky. Keep it spooky. If I leave here tomorrow